All right, it's Coach David again here from Metro Jiu-Jitsu, here with another clip of our podcast that you can find on our YouTube channel. So I'm here with Coach Muhammad. How are you doing today, Coach? Hey, Coach David. Good to be here. Awesome. So uh, we're going to dive right into it. Um, getting some, picking your brain about your teaching experience and kind of your jiu-jitsu history. Uh-huh. When, did, when did you know you wanted to teach? And, and by that, I mean, when did you know you wanted to own your own school and teach your own students? And why? Uh, that's a that's a very long question. I'll give you the short answer. Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate, yeah. <laughs> appreciate that. Uh, I would say about uh, when I was 14 years old, I wanted to teach martial arts. Wow. Yeah. So at 13, 14 years old, I experienced uh, bullying uh, very, very severely. It was really, really bad. And, you know, it, it didn't make sense probably wouldn't make sense to anybody but I knew that martial arts would give me a outlet to stop the bullying Mm. I hadn't really been training uh, back then but I knew that if something can help me that would probably be it so I would say about 14 years old so I still was bullied for years to come at at some in some so so some art whatever at 14 you're like I want to teach some self-defense art to somebody Yes, well, mind you, my favorite movie at the time was The Karate Kid. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I still need to see that one. <laughs> you haven't seen The no, Karate I, Kid? No, I know all the lines from it, but I've never actually seen. I, I've seen the, the, the Jaden Smith one, where he does Taekwondo. The Karate Kid does Taekwondo. Yeah, yeah okay, really. with uh, what's, uh, what's Jackie Chan. Jackie Chan, yeah, okay. Yeah. So, yeah, I uh, it started then, and uh, that's when the initial idea popped in my head. Okay. But um, uh, really, the, that little idea hadn't gone away for many, many years because for the next 20 years or more, I have been experimenting in many different martial arts. And um, uh, this project really, Metro Jiu-Jitsu really started to come to light, I would say, as I was a, uh, probably when I was a purple belt. Yeah, so about six uh, years ago. So I've been training uh, almost 12 years now, so about six years ago. Six, six years in. So at Purple Belt, you're, you're, um, you've had this vision of teaching some martial art. You know, you, uh, you discovered jiu-jitsu, Brazilian yeah. jiu-jitsu, and then right around Purple, six years into that, that career, you're like, you know what, this is, uh, I want to open my own school one day. Um. Yeah, yeah. I mean, at a, at a blue belt, I wanted to really, uh, I really wanted to give back. Mm. So at a blue belt, um, mind you, I think part of it goes, I have six children. So uh, you have to be a really good uh, teacher and communicator with children. I agree. Yeah. And, uh, and also at my work, um, uh, I've been very successful at GNC and uh, I've owned a chain of nutrition stores. And part of that success... A big part of that success came from duplicating my uh, knowledge, duplicating my efforts, and uh, it all came through teaching and training. Yeah, I got to, um, you know, I've got a, I'm gonna throw a surprise question in at you. So, okay. Uh, so uh, it's it's off script a little bit. You know, I've heard it said that uh, the best athletes don't always make the best coaches. Do you, do you know what I mean by that? And do you agree? Uh, totally, totally. Yeah, yeah. I've been around. Um, um, I've been around many people uh, growing up who were like monster, monster athletes, and I've been exposed to them, and I think they really shaped my uh, 
myself as an athlete, uh, they were they were dominant at their age, even at 13, uh, 17, 18, mid 20s, and into 30s. But they weren't somebody who could take the people around them and develop them. So I totally agree. You could be really good at something, but not have the skill set to actually uh, duplicate uh, uh, success in somebody else. Yeah, yeah. Different skill set. It's a different to you know performing it and duplicating it or teaching it. It is. Yeah. It really is. Uh, our next question is: um, Are there any surprise now? You know, um, being pretty deep into the Metro program, are there any surprises that came up from teaching that you didn't expect? Um, it could be teaching kids or adults, and just any really any in general. Any surprises uh, from teaching? Uh, yeah, as now that you're teaching, like because I, I, I'm, you know, at least for myself, and I'm sure others, they have this vision of what it's going to be like, and now that you're actually like, you know, heavily submerged in it. Uh, are there any surprises that came up? Um, you know, yeah. I, I think one of the biggest surprises is when, when you, as a teacher, you could be a professor or you could be a uh, teaching a uh, skill trade or you could, you know, uh, regardless of what, whatever information you have that you want to communicate or uh, share with somebody, there comes a point when... Uh, I mean, I believe anyway that I wouldn't teach something that I didn't believe. I wouldn't teach something that couldn't make an impact on my life or somebody else's. So I think one of the biggest surprises is that um, that people are not, like, trying to suck you for information. They're not trying to get as much information out of you as you can and really, really take all of your knowledge. And I think it takes, a, you know, a little bit of time to realize as people get the benefits of martial arts – they do that a little bit more, you know. Um, and you know, honestly, I think there is a culture in the martial arts community to that people don't want to, uh, they don't want to share everything that they have become because it becomes a threat. <laughs> you got, yeah, you can't, uh, you can't tell them where your weapons are hidden, right? Yeah, you almost need to, uh, yeah, keep some for yourself. And you know what? Anybody who works in a job force, it's very common practice. When somebody is uh, excelling at their job, they're afraid to share what they're doing because then if they give other people their tools and they essentially become a threat to them. Yeah. And I believe that's a culture that is, uh, that's really prevalent in the martial arts uh, community and in schools. Hmm. So, but but the biggest uh, what was that? What was the question? Uh, any surprises that that ever arose? You know? Yeah, just um, just how. Uh, Everybody's not like me. <laughs> I mean, everybody. No, I, I think the biggest surprise is um, from teaching is that uh, people don't want to get as much information as they can. But um, I think some people are a little bit intimidated and afraid because uh, you know some people look don't want to look stupid asking silly questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The. Um so next question is how has your your experience and your background as a jiu-jitsu student affected and and you know influenced your philosophy as a jiu-jitsu instructor uh that's a really good question um as much as raising my six children has influenced me as a coach and communicator i believe i've been influenced just as much 
and the first 10 years of my training because uh, I felt like I could have been taught uh, better. I felt like I could have been taught uh, more. And um, I felt like I could have been developed a little bit more. And just knowing that there was always a little bit more that I believe could have been communicated uh, to me and I, I believe there's more that I could have been uh, developed as a uh, athlete, um, it, it really drove me to want to give back even more. So, um, so it's shaped me in my teaching to really be uh, mindful uh, personally of what's going on in people's life. Uh, to watch people's body language on and off the mat. It's really helped me to be mindful of uh, like the, 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 the posture and the, uh, um, and the attitude of somebody and where they're at because if you don't break through, if people have walls up, you can't teach. It makes yeah. it a little bit harder. So sometimes the school and the culture and the teachers put that walls up and sometimes those walls are put up outside so I guess it would it caused me to be a lot more uh, uh, aware of each individual student because everybody learns differently and uh, and that's probably the biggest takeaway I've had so to piggyback off that off that statement everyone learns differently what I guess what about that? You said you kind of started to answer this question a little bit. You you hint at their body language, their posture, their kind of the, just their overall you know activity as a as a person or a student. How do you know if a student is or isn't learning, both good, in kids or adults? Yeah, good question. So um, I've read lots of books on um, on I guess people classify them as personal development and. Um, one of the books I read was called The Power of Habit. And uh, I know we've all heard of Rich Dad, Poor Dad, but there's two, two things that I learned uh, from those books that I really uh, take uh, bring to the teaching. And one of them is that our brain is all, uh, always learning different things. And as soon as our brain is comfortable with some of the information that we take in, we put it on autopilot and after it gets on autopilot, it's looking for more information to scan. So um, what I've learned through that is teaching people multiple things at one time, maybe just focusing on one, but reminding them that you're learning multiple things at one time, even though you're focusing on uh, just the one things. And that has really helped, uh, that's really helped our, uh, our learning. And, uh, you know, I call it an accelerated learning program. Uh, at Metro Jiu-Jitsu. Another thing that I've learned is, you know, Rich Dad Poor Dad says if you go to a job to make more money, you can go to a job to make more money or you can go to a job to learn. And the one who goes to a job to make more money usually ends up making less money than the person who goes to learn. And the same thing in Jiu-Jitsu is we want to encourage not competing uh, with our partners and not winning every little battle. We want to encourage them to learn because the more you learn, the more you know. The more you learn, you the more you grow. And uh, I mean, my motto is: if you don't grow, you got to go. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, that I was talking with a um, uh, one of our white belts, or excuse me, one of our blue belts, and uh, I was just you know telling him that uh, I was pretty much encouraging encouraging him, telling him to keep up the good work as a teammate, because he uh, you know after every every time he submits uh, submits somebody. 
he, he kind of pauses and does exactly what you or I may do and kind of helps them see where they messed up and how to keep from doing it again rather than doing the same submission over and over and over and feeling like a tough guy he's like you know what I'm going to make everyone else around me tougher because it makes it's it's of no benefit if um, if I'm the only one if I'm just beating up everybody I mean that nobody learns there the white belts don't learn because they're getting smashed the blue belt doesn't learn because he's not getting challenged I, I had been training for I believe about uh, probably six months or less I'll never forget, there was a really nice guy I used to train with. His name is Corey. I, uh, the, uh, do you remember him? <laughs> looked like Jesus a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> really nice guy, little hippie. I think yeah. he was going to medical school. Yeah, he wasn't going to med school. Yeah, I remember, yeah. I remember him, yeah. I mean, I hope if, he's, if he hears this one day that we, uh, he actually did make it to medical school, medical school and is a physician. But Corey was, uh, at the time, I was uh, 200 some pounds i was lifting playing basketball i was doing crossfit i was in amazing shape i was in my uh, early 30s uh and so he was like i probably had him by 30 pounds yeah 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 so uh cory was cut up like taco lettuce with his hair yeah all wavy and yeah. uh he looked like a surf he definitely had the surfer yeah, yeah yeah he did and really cool guy but cory would get me in his guard and I'll never forget one time he would choke me with a cross choke from uh, uh, guard. And one time he got me in that choke about uh, maybe literally five times in a row. Position training uh, five different times in a row. We were actually rolling. I take that back. So after that roll, I got up and I asked two questions. And, uh, and this is how we learn in jiu-jitsu uh, today. Uh, the first question was, why did I keep doing the same thing? And I and I just it annoyed me that I kept doing the same thing. And he literally man landed the same exact choke again and again and again and again. Yeah. My next question is, why didn't Corey pull me aside and say, Mo, I I nailed that choke on you five different times. Look, lean back, don't lean forward. You know, if I get one hand in the collar, break it or get rid of the other one. Yeah. So, uh, so. Yeah, that's a, um, and that's that's uh, the same philosophy I practice. You know, showing them, uh, you know, maybe a couple times so that they can see it, but not not abuse it. So, let's see what other we got. That's it. You ran through the gambit. Do you have anything you want to add uh, before we go uh, to piggyback off any of those questions? Um, you know, anything that that might be supplementary or helpful to our listeners. Um, you know, maybe even if they currently train to add to these questions or if they're looking to train uh, to add to these, these questions that they might uh, find helpful. Uh, I think we covered some of, uh, some of the questions that we've gotten private messaged about from people inquiring about the school. Um, if you're looking for a martial arts school, it's uh, really important to... Uh, uh, that you uh, you're training to learn not training to fight because the more you learn how to fight the more you'll be able to uh, fight obviously but you want to train to learn and not uh, uh, learn to fight you learn to fight by training to learn and uh, I think that uh, if that's a philosophy that uh, schools instructors and new people approach it with then you really can't let yourself down and you can't lose because you're always winning by gaining knowledge. Yeah, I agree with that. 
Well, thank you so much for your time, Coach, and uh, we'll see you guys next time. Uh, please don't forget to uh, you know like the like the video and also share the page uh, if you like what you hear. You can also reach out to us at metrojj.com with any questions, anything you want to hear on the podcast. Just let us know, and uh, we'll do our best to get it down here.